Hey guys, I'm Joe. And I'm Theo. Welcome to the Joe and Theo Show. This is actually our first serious topic, right? Mm -hmm. We're not joking around. This is actually going to be a serious topic. And for that, we have a guest speaker, Yeah. right? Adam, a very close, very close friend of ours. Coming on. Hey. You are from journalism, right? Yeah, we're talking about butts. What are we doing here? Uh, okay, no. Okay. But we're talking about some serious topics that happened in 2017. All right. Right, so we kind of, because we're on YouTube, right, we, we want to start off with the facts of what's going on with PewDiePie, especially, right. with what's going on with the adpocalypse that's going on on YouTube, right. and... To be completely honest, in some cases, you know, YouTube is preferring certain channels compared to others. Yeah. Compared on some so, stuff that's going on. Like, I don't know if you've been paying attention, but if you haven't seen recently, I think Casey Neistat mm -hmm. had done a video regarding the Vegas shooting that took place in, uh, I believe it was in September or August of this year. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he basically said all proceeds go to, to support Vegas. Right, and then you basically pushed, uh, well, published on Twitter a couple of days later, saying that the video got demonetized because it promoted uh, the shootings, a terrorist attack. Um, However, yeah. though, uh, Jimmy Kimmel decided to do the same thing in his video. If you look today, still running ads, and not just normal ads, the top ads available on YouTube. So that brought up a massive conversation. Well, YouTube's pushing what they want to push, which is not right. Like. I feel like yeah. at the end of the day, everybody should be treated equally. Like even if you have a publisher behind you, like say ABC for Jimmy Kimmel, he shouldn't be seen as a higher standard than Casey Neistat, who I think we can all agree has been, you know, maybe the one of the greatest pioneers on YouTube in the past what two three years now. I think so. So what's your take on this? Well, that's the problem with YouTube or just Google and YouTube is they're such a closed book. Like YouTube does not like openly convey any of their practices really like even yeah. if you want if you have like a, a customer service problem with youtube there's no public email to contact them yes. there's really just no way to get in touch with them yeah. and so there's so much happening behind the scenes with youtube that it's hard for us to get a beat on it like yes casey neistat is an individual who is a youtuber jimmy kimmel is a public figure who is backed by a lot i mean if you want to go back he, i mean he's he's owned by disney <laughs> like that's yeah, what yeah, yeah, yeah. like yeah I mean, there's probably some deal going behind where Disney through ABC through what have you made some deal with YouTube saying, hey, this is our channel. It will get this amount of ads regardless of the content. And, you know, unfortunately, YouTube may not be able to step in in that case. So, you know, the promoters, whoever buys the ads on that, once again, they might not also be able to choose what content, you know, whether it's a funny video about a celebrity Correct. or a serious topic about, you know, his child going through surgery or something like that. They already have the deal in place. Because that's how AdSense works, exactly. right? The, the way AdSense works on Google is you can create an account, right? You can post the ad that you want and how you want it to run. And then AdSense just automatically spreads it around into YouTube and it appears on a random video. But that's also right? just how it works for the public. You're also, yes. like, I'm sure, like, if, you know, you were to get to the Casey Neistat level and make your own videos, that's how it works. We are not, you know, you guys are not Disney. No. Like, I'm sure they have no, some no, back-end no. deal with YouTube saying, okay, no matter what, we get this amount of revenue. Exactly. Yeah. Not only this amount of revenue, we get these specific ads because yes. these are the people that are sponsoring us. Yes. Well, let's also talk about this. Right. Like, do you feel it's right for YouTube to not mention to their creators that, you know, what they're doing behind the scenes with the ads and like taking down the ads? Because especially after the PewDiePie situation where they realized, uh, I think New York Times published uh, an article basically saying YouTube is promoting uh, Nazi symbolism and at, the, at that time. Yeah. And at the base of it, it was a joke. Right. Mm -hmm. When you watch the video 
or when you hear PewDiePie talk about it, and PewDiePie is a big deal, right? He makes funny, he makes funny videos and he jokes. He's the biggest YouTuber. But he's yeah. the biggest YouTuber, right? He's, in my opinion, he's the person that kind of popular, popularized YouTube, right? In my opinion. And when you attack the very person that's making YouTube popular and continuously bringing so many views, right? Shouldn't there be a back check and shouldn't YouTube actually take the time to see, okay, was it intentional or was it a joke? Yeah, but right. Well, it depends because PewDiePie, I, I don't remember his actual name, but um, Felix. I mean, it's Felix. It's Felix. Felix. Felix, right. He has not, it's not, he's not a victim in this case. He has been playing with his fans and playing with YouTube and just inching closer and closer and closer to the line just because he knows he can get, I don't know either if he knows he can get away with it or just because he's so bored of being the bit, biggest YouTuber out there. I mean, he's got millions and millions of subscribers. I mean, so much ad revenue. He had his own YouTube Red show with them for a while. Yes. He had, you know, he had deals with Maker Studios, once again, Disney, who dropped him after his first, the, 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 the Nazis and was one. Yes. I mean, I it's hard to say like, oh, you know, poor PewDiePie is the biggest one because he keeps he keeps edging them yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. I'm not I'm not saying to defend PewDiePie, nor am I saying that he's the poor little kid on the corner that you should, you uh -huh. know, caress. I'm saying but from a content perspective, right, when you think YouTube, you don't think yeah, the big channels are there, uh -huh. right? But YouTube is a content sharing platform. Uh -huh. The reason why YouTube works so well is because you have general people like me and Joe who make videos and put it there for people to exactly. see. Yeah. And that's what brings in videos. So you come to a point where you say, Okay, Google or YouTube, who are you prioritizing? Mm -hmm. The big guy, right? Which is one company, yeah, it's bringing you a lot of views. Or do you prioritize your general public, which is what got you here? And to be honest, if you look from the side of the people who are making YouTube videos, that, that you know, H3H3, PewDiePie, uh, Casey Neistat, well, all of these people are individuals who started from the general public, got famous with YouTube, but with them, YouTube grew even more. Well, in Casey right. Neistat's say he wasn't basically, you know, started in the general public. I think people knew Casey Neistat because of his HBO show mm -hmm. at right. the time, the Neistat Brothers. But when you look at, so I just want to leave this to you, Adam. So looking at what's happened in the past year on YouTube, do you feel like the creators who make a living off this, so the guys with over 10,000 subscribers, I think it's fair to, like more than fair to say that these guys probably make a living off their YouTube channels. Mm -hmm. Do you think it's fair to say that what Google did in this case was in the wrong? Basically not mentioning to their creators what their plans were regarding AdSense, not consulting them and just basically going right after it and being like, yeah, guys, you know what? This is what we're doing. We're not going to tell you about it. All your videos are going to get demonetized because we can't monitor. I think they gave a stat like over 500 million videos get posted a day on YouTube. So we can't monitor all of them. So instead of, monitor so instead of monitoring all of them, we're going to just demonetize all of them except for the big ones. Do you feel like that's right? Where say a person like Casey Neistat needs the AdSense revenue more than somebody like a Jimmy Kimmel? Absolutely not. That's not right. I mean, that's YouTube's biggest problem is how they need to be. They need to be transparent because yes. once yeah. again, not everyone. You know, somebody like uh, let's say one of Jimmy Kimmel's videos got um, demonetized. I mean, he's got lawyers at the ready to go straight to them and go, hey, exactly. you know, that's the biggest problem. Is I. I mean, I'm not personally a YouTuber, but I watch so many videos of smaller YouTubers who will make a video and they'll just basically get, it's not even a message from YouTube, they just get a notification saying, demonetize, like, and they don't know why. I think H3H3, I think his recent video where he said educational cooking, I don't know if you saw it. I didn't it, know. It was, it was just basically released and he went, I don't want to be demonetized for this. So he did, uh, he did a skit at the end of it, and yes. if you watched it, he basically did it where it's educational cooking. 
and uh, it's kind of like there's a woman that's cooking and she's just wearing an apron. It's called Naked Cooking. It's okay. a YouTube channel. If you guys want, go check it out. Uh, so we did a little funny skit at the end of it where he basically put on a white shirt and tried to do a sexy cooking show. And it got demonetized like that just because a nipple got shown. A male nipple? A male nipple got shown. Okay. And it got demonetized right away. I mean, it's... However, though, yeah. before you go, Logan Paul does shit shirtless and Jake Paul does stuff shirtless every day. Yet their videos are racking up 1.2, 1.3, 1.4. 1.4 even in some cases, 5 million views a day. Yeah, I mean, those like ex-Viner. It was like the Paul brothers. That's, yeah. that's another weird thing that we can talk about because Vine was such a big success for like such a short time. It was what apparently it not. Like, <laughs> it, apparently shorter than you thought. Yeah. Short, it, how long 20, did it last? Twenty thirteen to twenty fourteen, I mean, but it, the app officially died in twenty sixteen. So it lasted. Okay. It lasted for what a year max, yeah. right? Uh, at its height. A at year its and half, height. Maybe two. And you see now that due to those videos, people like uh, the Paul brothers, the Paul Amanda brothers, Cerny, are uh, actually becoming celebrities. Yeah, right. I mean, so like it's, it's a celebrity for kind of a new generation like right i don't i never heard of logan paul or jake paul until right. he put out the horrible music video but yeah, then you watch the videos of his malibu home or wherever he lives where he's just harassing people and you see these armies of children there i mean that's their content so the way you know we grow up this is their tv now yes this is what they exactly. Watch. exactly you know i used to come home you know from school i'd go home i watch jackie chan adventures i watch beyblade you know <laughs> yeah exactly I, I have my cartoons they come home they go on youtube their youtubers are this they are the content creators to them yeah and yeah, they're building, I don't remember what my initial point here was, but these are the content creators now. Yeah, and I suppose, you know, people depend, it's not even, they're not even internet creators, they are YouTube creators. They're so, they're such prisoners of this one platform yes, that if yes, the yes. platform is not transparent with them, then there's not much they can do. But I will say this though, in the case of Jake Paul, I would probably agree with you. Uh -huh. However though, in the case of Logan Paul, the man, say what you want about his brother, and his brother could be, I think there's enough controversy surrounding him alone. Yes. But in the case of Logan Paul, though, the man's made himself, I think, on every platform there is. Okay. Because when mean, you look at Facebook, he's at 16 million. When you look at his uh, Instagram, he's pulling in 12 million. His, his YouTube's been, what, in one year, he's accumulated 13 million views, 13 million subscribers. Mm. The man, I, I think he's got his own clothing line. That's going somewhere. He acts in movies. I think when you look at, I think, Logan Paul, I think he's generally redefined what it means to be a social media star nowadays. And I think that's the way YouTube's going to be trending, going into the it's future. It's turning into something like a big uh, I think studio. by the end of it, YouTube's right. going to be more known as a television network like, rather than... Than just what it started out to well, be. Well, they're trying. They're really trying with yeah, their yeah, YouTube yeah. Red content. Exactly. Which, I mean, I don't know how well that's worked out for Seems them. Seems like it's doing well. It's doing well. It's competing very so powerfully with uh, Netflix. I hope so. I mean, they're starting yeah. to get some bigger stuff now. Like, I don't know if you, they they announced a, a they they're the uh, the guys that are producing the sequel to uh, Karate Kid. <laughs> they're doing yeah, it thirty they're years doing it, yeah. they're, It's called Cobra Kai, <laughs> which is great. <laughs> they're doing it through there. Okay, yeah, so guys, I just want to go for it. We still, we still have a bunch to go through, so let's change up the subject to something that's maybe a little bit more. I'm going to say dramatic. That's kind of taken over 2017. In recent days, yeah, yeah, that's the way I'm doing it too, guys, because it's a, it's a big topic. Talking so. about controversy. Bear with us when we say this, guys, yes. because I do want to make this clear. Uh, our opinions here, we're basing this off news. Exactly. We're not basing this <laughs> off of pure opinion. And if you guys on... do make it to the end of this segment, I promise you guys it'll be worth it. We'll have like a video of like a hamster eating something for you guys. or like a cute dog. Do we have a hamster? I don't know. We will. We'll, we'll figure we something will. out. We'll figure it out. So please, guys, bear with us till the end Stick of this. Stick around. All right. So the big topic. 
probably what's on everybody's mind, the sexual assault. I think the sexual apocalypse assault. of 2017. Yeah, that are just the coming ongoing. Out. The ongoing apocalypse, which is coming out every single day. You hear about another celebrity that's being hit with another scandal, right? Every single time. It started off with Harvey Weinstein, right? Mm-hmm. And it expanded into Kevin Spacey. Actually, it, you can even go further back. Um, and not only that, yeah, you can go further you back. Can, you could start yeah. with the Donald Trump accusations when he was running for president in exactly, November 2016. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's a very specific case. I mean, the first yeah. one that I think of in terms of, like, the sexual assault, I mean, this is a very specific one. The um, the creative screen junkies, the guys that make the, the Honest trailers, did you guys... Oh, I, really? I've heard yes, about it. Yes. I've heard, I've, I've, Andy, Andy Sigourney, so, I something along those lines. He got hit a while ago. Yes, for, he did. Basically just being a creep. Him, Nick Robinson from Polygon also. Oh, Bill yeah. Cosby. But, I mean, yeah. Bill Cosby I, I told him, I, I'm not, I'm not, we're not commenting on Bill Cosby. I just, that, that's a, that's a, that, that, that was a very itself. special case also, yeah. Yeah. But the, the point is, is that I think the biggest time, the moment, like, let's say that bubble burst. Yes. Really big was the Weinstein. That was the one. Weinstein, he's the then after that moment, was Kevin Spacey. Uh, yes, he was yes. the he. I mean, there was something between he was the one that got the most notoriety. Like, exactly, yeah. exactly. And you know, you you sit here and look at this happening, and in my mind, what's happening is yeah, okay, they got Weinstein, they got they got Kevin Spacey, but the question is, how many more of these people exist in Hollywood that are not being talked about? You're right. You're you're saying the way you're saying it, they got them. You're making it sound like it's like a hunt. It's not really like it's not a not hunt, but trying to like well, no. I mean, the well, but case situation was a pretty bad one. Yeah, exactly. But, but also that one, I mean, people knew about that for years. That was a, he even joked about it in, in Louis. And stuff. Yeah, but now it's not just coming into light. And yeah, yeah. I think yeah. now with everything going around, I mean, you, you got to put, you got to look back at his jokes now and be like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Well, it's a, it's a little. It's a little scary to think because the, Joe Rogan put it the best way, right? Okay. He said that these people, these very high-placed studio executives like Weinstein, these very big celebrities like Louis C.K., they're kind of like royalty, right, to anyone who's starting up, right? Because they can literally make or break someone's career in this industry. You're a, you're, you're a young star who's starting you know, to start I'm gonna, up. I'm going to say this, though. Right. He can turn you, Louis C.K., let's say, can turn you into the biggest comedian... Like this. I, I'm going to say this, right, though. So, I think there are bigger comedians nowadays than Louis C.K. Yeah, but it, nevertheless, when you look at it, this person has the connection, he has the network, he has the knowledge, he has the people. <laughs> well, not anymore, but right. yeah. Before the scandal came yeah, yeah, out. Yeah, that's true. Right. Be- before the ca- scandal came out, he had all of that network that he could create someone on the blink of an eye, right? And I think it's, it's that power that these people get so drugged on that they think they can force themselves to do what they want and get away with it. It's a matter right. of that, and it's also, I mean, if we look in the grand scheme of the people, let's say it's maybe been a dozen high-profile high people that have been hit head in the last few months. Yeah. I mean, in the grand scheme of not only Hollywood, but just in general, I mean, that's a very small amount. These people, I mean, yes, it helps that they're in authority figure roles, but yes. these people who have this level of power, who feel they can get with this, these exist in like all facets, every industry and Absolutely. stuff. It's just, you know, Absolutely. We, it, it just means more to us, just celebrity culture. If somebody like Louis C.K., somebody you admire, I mean, if somebody comes out and says, oh, you know, head engineer at Mazda got out of his sexual, that, no, that's not You don't really care about it, exactly. But also it is, yes, it all is also a matter of authority. I mean, Weinstein, I mean, he was making, making women's careers or so they thought. Exactly. You know, by, all right, so, I, I don't want to talk on this too much because I feel like yeah, we're getting to this point now where it's a very touchy subject. <laughs> yeah, I feel, I feel like yep. there's going to be like, if people comment on this, it's going to be like pretty much hate comment at this point. Yeah, yeah, I got it. But uh, 
I do want to ask you because you are journal you are studying journalism here at Concordia, and yeah, uh, I just want to ask, like, how would you go about writing these type of articles? Because I I give credit to anybody right now who has to write this in exactly. like, the most, um, I guess not negative or positive side, but they have to write it like the most neutral way possible. How that, how that, would you go about that? Because it's like, a very touchy subject. Let's right. let's face it. Yeah. Everybody has their own side on things, right? Like we won't say it publicly, but I like I'm against it, obviously, but. There's obviously going to be people that are, you know, probably like, yeah, that person deserved it. And if those people, like, I know they're out there, but yeah, some people, some people think that they're in, like, the celebrities are in the right. Exactly. Some people would, think that. Yeah. So my question to you yeah. is like, as a journalist, how do you go about writing these type of articles and try to make it the most balanced as you can? That's exactly an issue. That's a huge issue. It's trying to be <laughs> yeah. balanced. It's really you just. You have to focus on facts. You can't editorialize. Yeah. You can't say like you know the horribly deplorable Harvey Weinstein. But you just gotta just get convey the information. I mean, you take the facts, you take the quotes, you take the events, you put it, you lay it out, give it all there, and kind of let the public have an opinion for it. See, like I think that's the right answer because this is gonna segue into our next segment, which we're gonna get to. Yeah. When we talk about Donald J. Trump, <laughs> right. and we look at what happened in 2016, right, with the scandal that took place, we saw CNN batter this guy and be yeah. like this can't be president you have to put your foot down he abuses women however though we looked at fox news that defended his allegation yeah so but you but you also got to think that the most outstanding thing that happened in that time is that he actually got elected because the way the media showed it right the way you would hear the news the way would you would uh, and everything would go about i'm not saying that trump's a good president. He's been doing horrible for the year that he's been in. And you can look at it at an economic perspective as well as you can look at it at a social perspective, right? But the way the media were portraying him was portraying that he had no chance of winning. And yet when the elections came by, he won. Oh, that right? just tells you America for you in a nutshell, not, doesn't it? Not only that, <laughs> I think the way he came out, and this is, I want to hear your opinion on this, is the way that he came out and he kind of, you know, talked about hate. He talked about, you know, uh, kicking out immigrants. He talked about banning immigration. He talked about building helping a building a wall. And all of these very, very aggressive political stances, I think that got a lot of people who felt that way in the United States to support him. Well, right? uh, okay, like, I want to just say my belief on this and then Adam, go, go ahead. Go. Yeah. I feel like what Donald Trump did was basically show that there's still a very strong racist yes that's what i'm trying to say backing in the u.s yeah and i'm not going to say everywhere in the u.s because that's not right no no, no i'm going to say in the southern states yes you you, yeah. just, you you he brought to light the fact that we're still not over 1960 that we're still not over rosa park that we're still not over we haven't progressed and obama was just like a blimp in the radar for yeah. eight years I personally, a lot of, I've spoken, not a lot, but a more, more than one person who has said, you know, oh, you know, this, this is the American president, you know, we're not allowed to give our opinion. As a Canadian, yes, this really does affect us. It does. <laughs> having absolutely. a president, not only this, you know, close to us, like ge geographically speaking, but just having an authority figure in the world that has these, yes, it does affect the world. Well, so exactly. even though you're not American, you're allowed to have an opinion because it does affect you. Exactly, because you saw what happened, right? He pulled out of the Paris, he pulled out of the Paris agreements. I don't know if they've officially have they officially, yeah, officially done it. Oh, okay. Yeah, because yeah. I know they yes. they like, you know step which, back, but. which chocolate doesn't just affect America. That affects the entire globe. You exactly. Know, and if you want to look from a Canadian perspective, as you were saying, uh -huh. right, when we talk about NAFTA, 
which is the trade agreement that Canada has. Canada okay. does around 80% of the trade with to be fair, the I'm, United States. I, I got the economic degree here, so let me just say this. NAFTA yeah. was dead. <laughs> NAFTA was already dead when he pulled out. It was just basically like, you know, as bad as an analogy this was, yes. it's like pulling the plug on your dead grandmother at this point. It, it, NAFTA was gone before yeah. he even did anything. Right. It was like a dying dog. Yeah, right? but oh. Yeah, but fair point. The point is that by him... I don't know if the tariffs, tariffs have gone through, right? No, they, they, they haven't. They're done. Right. So basically what he was trying, what he was saying, I think, at before the election was that he was going to tariff everything. You remember? Yeah. Especially. Has he? And no. No, he hasn't. And this is, the, this is the point, right? Because as you said, we live in Canada. We have a huge opinion on what happens down there because we depend on the United States. Around 80% of the trade happens with the United States, right? Like, yeah, you can look at it right, right now through the Keystone Pipeline. Exactly. You I don't know. I don't know how your opinions on that are. That was the first article I read that got me gen. Like, obviously, I was upset by this situation. That was the first one that got genuinely mad. It wasn't that. It was the uh, the Standing Rock that got Murray upset because yeah. there was this huge movement of these people. They were standing up. I had these standing up. I had like all these posters around the school I was at, at the time, like promoting it and stuff. And then it was such a like. Once again, it doesn't really affect me. I don't live there. I'm not part of that culture. But it was so like inspiring to see that article. Like you know, like. The the, uh, the you know the uh, it has been dropped this you know this pipe through Stangarm and then that first arc I saw where I was like no the pipe's back in production that's the one that got really upset yeah because yeah, yeah. it was like Trudeau basically saying like okay I'm about the environment I'm about the environment I'm about the environment like I don't want to make this about uh, Justin Trudeau go for it like but at the same time though we are talking about politics right now and yes. I think this is probably kind of where we go yes uh, Trudeau said he was never going to do the Keystone Pipeline. Or there were talks about him not doing it. However, though, I think he had to. And for well, the economic, for the economic well, benefit of Canada, think he had about to. It, if you think about it, when Canada's primary resource is... The oil sands. It's oil, sands, and natural gas. And you literally say that I'm not going to make a pipeline that targets this industry to make it better. He's, he was bound to back out of, the, of what he said. He was bound to backstep, to backpedal on what he said. Because when you have s such a big industry that's such a big part of your revenue of your country, you are bound to listen to what these industries are telling you. And if this industry is knocking on your door and saying, well, listen, if you don't do this, we're going to be in a very bad situation because oil prices have dropped dramatically. And you could see it right away when the prices dropped, how bad Canada's economy well, went. But here's, right. here was the option, though, right? And I think, Adam, I don't know if you're going to agree with it or not. There were two options at this point in time. It was either, like, we can go to the uh, the Middle East and take our oil from there, or you guys can give us the oil sands. Yeah. And I think Trudeau's hands were tied at that point. And when you look at the economy of Canada and where it was, I think he had to. He had no choice but to do it. Yeah. But even Theresa May, uh, I think it's Theresa May, or uh, from Brit uh, no, Britain. No, no, no. Our uh, the Green Party leader, Marissa May. Oh gosh, I don't remember her. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know her name. I know her last name was May. So okay. I think it was Marissa May. I, I don't know, guys. Uh, Theresa sounds correct. Theresa. Theresa, Theresa is uh, the prime minister. That's, right. that's exactly <laughs> why it sounds correct. To me. Yeah. Britain. Okay. Yeah. I don't. But know. anyway, I so just remember that she went. She was. She went and voted for herself and forgot her identity. That's all I remember. <laughs> so Marissa May, I, I think that's her name. I'm not entirely sure. She basically the leader of the Green Party here in Canada. She basically contested it, and rightfully so. I think she should have. But when you look at the economics now, Canada, I think the Keystone Pipeline benefits it in a way. However, though, I think environmentally, it's it's not well structured. Yeah. But it needed to go through, unfortunately. But I mean. 
what are you gonna do you know what i mean so uh just to conclude i think we can state that don like politics has been I think pretty much at the forefront recently. Um, a lot of people are talking about politics more. Like, I think more now than they ever have, which is a good thing. It's a good thing because people, people are interested in controversy. People they, yeah, approach exactly. controversy. Controversy, I think, brings viewerships more than anything. Mm. And you saw that now in this election because I don't think anybody would have <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I truly believe this. Had this been Hillary Clinton versus Jeb Bush for the presidency in 2017, I don't think anybody would have given that much more of a shit. No, because dude, how, how, he's what, the 54th president or so? Yeah, like, but we've had this many elections and no one cares. Just, or, I mean, Obama back, was but. special because Obama was the first African American like president, president yes, to yes. take over. So there was there was a story there that people right. wanted to follow. Uh, this story, I don't think anybody would have cared about the primaries if Donald Trump had not been in there. I think everybody would just whitewashed it. Nobody would have cared about the stories. Well, because it's yeah, it would have just been yeah. it would have just been status quo. I mean, people exactly. would have had their points. They would have had their points. They're trying to do good. They're trying to do good. You pick whoever is the less of two evils, I guess, or who you prefer. I think exactly. if we want to summarize 2017 as a whole i think we can summarize it like this you had the paul brothers create beef on youtube <laughs> yeah oh man yeah. but all right we got paul brothers and the donald trump <laughs> <laughs> man well, hey, big disparity. To, the paul brothers got over 200 like accumulate over 300 million views off their beef i'm not i'm not so denying all right. when you want to look at it you had the paul brothers beef that basically led right. youtube to basically break itself open all you right. had yes uh New York Times start beef with PewDiePie over the Nazi comments that created the AdSense debacle. Yes. You had the Donald Trump saga where everything he said was going against somebody. Be it Kim Jong-un of uh, North Korea oh, yeah, yeah. and the little shit that happened man, there. Yeah, I, little rocket man. I don't know if yeah. you saw his tweets recently, but yeah, like pretty much that. So I think we can basically summarize 2017 as this. It it was the year it's, of it was the, it, it was the year of politics in my opinion. It was the year where politics got the most attention they've ever had. I don't think it was a year of politics. I think it was so it, much of a year of of the I think of discussion of discussion right and more and more stuff coming out to the forefront right that wasn't necessarily talked about before. Actually, no, right. I would say it's the year of drama. Yeah. I feel like that, that's what 2017 has been in a nutshell. I think it's just been drama. We were so close to the new year and then this wine scene thing had to happen. We were so close. I don't think we're done. I feel like something's going to happen between now and December, like January 1st, where like it's going to just like explode. Like something, somebody's going to drop a bomb somewhere. Something's going to happen. Something's, like, yeah. Like something's going to well, definitely happen. Talking about like something. We're going to find an alien happen. race or something. I don't know. <laughs> something's going to happen. Aliens are going to come down like, I had enough of you beef. <laughs> I'm tired of this. It's like watching the Kardashians, but like in real life. <laughs> watching you guys for yeah. 20 years and now you do this like i feel like that's probably the best way that we can solve with 2017 in a nutshell like what has it been it's been the year of drama we still have a month and a half we still have a and month it's and a half it's not over it's, it's not, not done over. it's not done especially if you look at a global scale well, also by the time know. this episode airs still me yeah. and you are probably gonna have a fight right here like yeah you know, we're gonna we don't know what's gonna happen so uh, so the year of drama still continues obviously uh 2018 is coming close though Yes, hopefully, hopefully the year of drama ends. So, Adam, I, before before we end the podcast it. here, and I want to ask you something. Yeah. What is your prediction for 2018? Like, what do you see happening? I think everything... Min- just minus nuclear war. <laughs> minus I, the apocalypse. I feel like, like, I feel like we're at the generation now where a nuclear war is going to be started on Twitter. And I feel like we're already there. Where, like, <laughs> just drop, Donald, drop Trump, hot, hot bombs. Donald, Donald Trump's going to be like, Kim Jong-un, I think you're fat. And Kim Jong-un's going to be like, oh, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> And New York's gone. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Well, I mean, like, American politics-wise, I think... I'll be very, very optimistic saying this. I 
think we're at kind of a standstill. Where I th- most like a lot of the articles that have come out recently about Mr. President Trump is that he has finally become self-aware. I don't. And think he so. is kind of backing up. And I think he's. <laughs> and also, I think he's afraid because Mueller yeah. has made his first two arrests. Yeah. Or well, he made a one public arrest, and the second one, we learned that the dude had been arrested months ago, and he's been cooperating with them, whatever that means. Um, so I think either one, of you, either it's going to escalate to an incredible level, or this is kind of kind of kind of start falling. So, apart. so you're basically saying that you see uh, Trump not being in office for much longer. <laughs> I, well, I think the people around big, him yeah. will not be. See, I just said, I don't want, I don't want to touch on the Russia thing. Because that's a really that big going... statement because you can also see how, how Trump has been reacting from ever since he got elected to now, right? He's backed up a lot of the stuff that he was mm. doing, right? Like he's he's not so active, he's not so aggressive anymore. He's slowly slowing down. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, he's yeah. become self-aware. In a exactly. Sense. He's also getting older. He's well, not necessarily. <laughs> not necessarily. Right, but so many rebels and It's too slow to type. Yeah. But Twitter expanded to just. Oh my god! Wait until you discover Siri, man. He's never gonna stop. Siri, how can I bomb Russia without them knowing? No, he wouldn't do that. No, I don't mean he doesn't. Siri, Siri, what's impromptu tweets? Like, yeah. oh, milk has expired. This is so horrible. And puts the phone down. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So, so I want to ask you guys this because this is probably going to be our last podcast of 2017. Uh, so, Adam, we'll start and with And the you. first serious one. What do you think 2018 looks like? I just want to make it to Black Panther. That's all. <laughs> I just want to make it to Black Panther. I just want to make it to Black Panther. That's all I'm saying. What is... I mean, listen. Like, what is your hope for 2018? Like, we, we can start that here. Like, what is your biggest... To get to 2019. Like, 2019? Like, to to I don't know. Like, it's touchy. It's bad in terms of the way a lot of people are being affected. Yeah. You know, obviously, once again, we're Canadian. We live in a very calm society for the moment. So yes. we don't have personal repercussions with a lot of these problems. I'm Once again, I'm going to try and be optimistic and say things are going to be okay. I think right. they're just going to be still for now. I don't think it's going to escalate too badly. I think it's going to be fine. All right, Sophia, I'm going to ask you now, what is your goal or prediction for 2018? Well, when you when you sit down and think about it, right, it's very difficult to predict, right? It's extremely difficult to think about it because you have so many things that have happened in 2017 that are not necessarily slowing down, right? They're not necessarily slowing down. And you really cannot tell how these things are going to end, right? They can end on a positive note. They can end on a negative note. So to answer your question... Hopefully, a lot of the stuff that we talked about on this show and these topics that happened in 2017, they get resolved and in a positive way, right? But to be completely honest, can we say that that's going to happen for certain? No. The truth I mean, be told, you can't. It's changing so quickly. Like, yeah, well, I yeah. mean, we just talked about the, the assault thing. I mean, that, that's now the story of the year, and that happened a couple months ago. Exactly. I mean, so much can happen in so little exactly. time. Exactly. So I'm going to just say this. I, I wish everybody watching this show a good 2018. Yes. And hopefully 2017 ends. Hopefully, yeah, exactly. Hopefully 2017 <laughs> ends on a good note for everybody. Yes. Because and, Star Wars uh, coming up. It'll be, the world will come together for that. Yeah. I just wish everybody in 2018 to have a, to have a good time. Go make, a lot, go make a lot of butt jokes. To li- yeah. So, guys, in my opinion, it would be this. 2018, bring it on. Because... <laughs> bring it on, 2018. We've gone through the shithole of 2016. We've gone through Drama Central 2017. 17. At this point, what's 2018? You know what? what I mean? What's worse that can happen to us, except the nuclear apocalypse? You guys this, are, that's the worst that can you happen. You guys ever to read us. the monkey's paw? <laughs> <laughs> 
just, just Unfortunately, gonna... yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we end up... It, it, okay, 2018 is the year where Fallout 4 becomes reality. Probably. Right? And we end We're up living closer. in bunkers and in a post-apocalypse. That's not bad. That's the that's my feel, bottle cap feel, collection is finally coming to sell. Yes, I, I, can, I can lose a couple pounds. I don't I'm mind. gonna be so rich in that year. So, guys, on behalf of me and Theo and Adam here today, uh, we want to wish everybody happy holidays. Happy holidays, happy New Year. We're gonna see you when the New Year comes in with our season two. Uh, thank you very much for sticking with us for an entire season and sticking with us even with the gaps that we had in between the shows, right? Um, the videos now that are, gonna be, that are going to be coming out are going to be funny, but we're also going to have serious topics like this. We're going to be bringing on guest speakers. Thank uh, you, Adam. Thank uh, you, Adam. Pleasure. Adam, you know what? Do you have an Instagram? Do I have... I, I might... Like, do you have anything we can plug you on? Social my social media wise? footprint is very, very small. Okay, that's good. Um, he does I, have a Facebook. So I do have a Facebook. I have a blog that I haven't updated in a few months. All right, so you know like, what? I, I Adam, plug it. You, you got you to get used to plugging your shit. Well, all right. Well, you see. <laughs> so, when, as I said, I'm journalism, but I have an issue with actually, like, Adam, compelling myself to write. I'm not going to lie. a horrible plug, Adam. <laughs> so working well, man. Edit. I started a blog. <laughs> it's called Adam's, Adam's Moving Pictures. It's on WordPress. Don't Google it. But <laughs> it Guys, go follow Adam's Moving Pictures. All right? It exists. It's out there. Go follow him. He's a real good journalist. and I think We'll also works. post it on the Joint Theo Facebook. Yeah, so you guys can go check yeah, it out. We'll do that too. Note to self-delete blog. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys can follow me on, at, on Instagram, uh, Snapchat, at Joseph Sorrow. And you can follow Theo on nothing because Theo doesn't, is on the process of doing that. Hey, I'm smart in the process man. of making it. I'm a smart human You're being. You're going to get a Facebook profile picture one of these days. So guys, <laughs> guys leave a like, subscribe. Thank you for watching. This is the Joe and Theo show. I'm Joe. I'm Theo. And this was Adam. I'm the show, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for watching. Enjoy the rest of your 2017. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Kwanzaa. Uh, You forgot the one thing. Happy New Year. Happy New Year and uh, happy Hanukkah. I wish all you guys the best. Thank you for watching. Peace.